Hi everyone and welcome back to Walk With Bex. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say and what I have to share with you guys. As always, I do this with the hope of imparting some form of wisdom through my experiences and give you the opportunity to see that I'm just like you. You know, I go through all of these things in life too and that if I can share my experience and help you guys in some way, then I'm feeling good about myself and I know that I've made a difference and that's what I really want to do. And today's episode could not have come at a better time. In fact, this one has probably been in the making and brewing for some time now. To Because to be honest, I'm definitely feeling or have felt like my energy hit an all-time low over the last week or so. So if you're a regular listener or you follow my other platforms on social media, you'll know that life has been busy and pretty full on since we moved into our new villa I've literally not stopped now a quick disclaimer I'm okay I'm alive all is well prep's going fine business is good hubby's well like fur babies are all good and I'm bringing this episode to you now because I am in a much better place and I'm well rested my energy has been restored but most importantly I've put some systems in place to ensure that I don't reach this point again and I really want to keep track of my energy in more in a more effective way than I have been. So I'll be brutally honest, I'm doing a lot at the moment and I am tired. Like my mental and physical energy is spent, you know, which has had an impact on my spiritual energy and my overall well-being if I'm honest. I've been using all of the time that I have and all the energy I have to focus on nailing my prep, you know, supporting my clients, which has meant very little downtime or rest time for me mentally or physically or emotionally or spiritually. I'll I'll share some of this with you as I get into this episode in more detail. But as I said, I'm on the other side of it now and I'm working through it. So in today's episode, what I really want to do is get into this topic of energy and how we balance our energy in terms of the physical, mental and spiritual kind. You guys know that I'm a firm believer in success coming from managing our time effectively. But I also believe that if we are not able to manage our energy, we will never truly be the most effective and we won't reach our true potential. I also need to check in with myself from time to time with regards to this as I've just mentioned and I'd say it probably took me around a year to fully grasp this meaning of managing not only my time but my energy as well and it wasn't until I started seeing things in this way that I started to change my routine and my daily systems quite dramatically and for the better. Um, it's things like understanding that working more isn't always better and working harder instead of smarter will only actually drain or diminish your energy over time. I'm still reminding myself of this daily. Like when I'm quote unquote grinding, I really have to remind myself of what I am doing, the purpose of the task at hand and what this will result in at this specific moment in time. Whenever we are struggling or we are under a heavy workload, the first thing to do or the first thing that we should be doing is thinking about a better way to manage our energy during this time. You know, not to add more work to our hours in the day, but instead really focus on the hours that you put in and what you're doing in those hours. 
think about your energy throughout the day and really get in tune with your own personal energy rather than just the time that you're putting in. That's where the big difference is, I think. So I'm going to break this all down and I'm going to break our energy down into three main elements. Our physical energy, so that's linked to how healthy we are and how we function. Our mental energy, so how well we're able to focus on something. And our spiritual energy, what we're doing, why we're doing all of this and what the real purpose is behind all of it. So I've shared the order of these three types of energy for a reason because for me it's not random because I believe that we are guided in life through these three energies and how we develop them will affect how we feel and how we live our lives. Your physical energy should always come first because it's naturally our base and foundation for any other energy or focus we want to develop. So let's dig into that one first. Our physical energy, how healthy we are. Your physical energy naturally serves as the base and is going to be very tough to build your other energies without really taking care of your body first. What's most interesting is that up until now, our physical energy is the most probably, I would say, discounted element in our day-to-day lives. So I'm really going to break it down and I want to share with you how you can achieve optimal physical energy through three main elements, nutrition, fitness, and sleep. So nutrition, I'm going to literally lay out for you. Do you keep a sustainable glucose level in your bloodstream? Because that's what's going to determine your energy. I've talked lots on my podcast about the importance of nutrition when it comes to productivity, uh, performance in the gym, and when working towards your health and fitness goals. But I think it's really important to hammer home this point that your nutrition is fuel, fuel for your body. And yet so many of us neglect to address what we eat every single day. In order to balance your physical energy, you need to have a sustainable and steady flow of glucose, which is sugar essentially, in your bloodstream. Now, most people will eat three main meals per day and think that this is sufficient for a healthy diet and will provide the energy needed throughout the day. However, the difficulty with this is that three main meals can create what we know to be spikes and patterns of ups and downs with regards to your blood glucose, in, um, especially if your meals are, let's say, far apart in terms of timings or they're large in quantity or certain amounts of foods. So basically, if you have three main meals and big gaps in between, the sugar come down is mega. And this is why I'm a big fan of eating little and often throughout the day. And I'll always encourage my clients to eat anywhere between four to seven times in a day, depending on their lifestyle and their specific goals, of course. It's not about eating large meals across the day or eating a large amount of food in total, but more so breaking down your daily calorie intake and spreading it more evenly across the day. Imagine it's like you're kind of drip feeding your body little by little to keep that kind of blood glucose level at a steady kind of rate. So 
let's think about it in this way and let's talk about calories while we're here because if you're not aware of the value of foods and your caloric intake you won't be able to manage your physical energy effectively let alone achieve any kind of health or fitness goals that you've set yourself when we talk about the calories in foods what do we mean a calorie is a unit of measurement but it doesn't measure weight or length a calorie is a unit of measure for energy so when you hear that something contains 100 calories it's a way of describing how much energy your body could get from eating or drinking that specific thing however a calorie isn't just a calorie and the types of foods that you eat do play a role too so for example you might get 250 calories from a donut it's not going to be the same and it's not going to have the same effect on your body that 250 calories from chicken, rice and broccoli would have, let's say. So now I'm not saying that there isn't a time and place for all foods and I do believe in balance, but first and foremost, your physical health and energy needs to be addressed if you're to balance your physical energy and really understand how your body works. So get organised. Knowing what you plan to eat will stop you reaching for the first thing you see when you open your cupboards or grabbing something when you are out and about because your blood glucose levels are low and you're suddenly craving something because your energy is low. If you are not following a meal plan or you don't plan out your meals throughout the day in some way, then you ultimately are leaving your energy levels to chance. And the chances are you will either undereat you'll go too long without eating and most likely you'll overeat when you finally do get the chance to eat. All of which will affect not only your blood glucose levels and energy across the day but also any goal that you've got in mind. So it's important to understand how your body functions as when you are learning to better manage your energy levels one of the most important things to respect and to understand is how your body uses and breaks down food and the functions of your catabolic and anabolic cycles. Okay, so let me break that one down for you. Okay, catabolism is when you use energy to break things down in the body, fat and muscle. Anabolism is when you use energy to grow and build. So you'll hear these terms a lot in kind of the bodybuilding world, but giving your body the right amount of energy from carbohydrates, fats and proteins at different times in the day can better support your energy levels and function of the body in terms of growing muscle and dropping body fat. So these kind of cycles are used very heavily when you're serious about training and you're thinking about meal timings, pre-workout meals, post-workout meals, that kind of thing. So if you're not currently aware of how much you're eating, all the types of foods you're eating, then you really need to start addressing this now because it does matter and it affects your overall physical energy. And if you have goals of dropping body fat and growing muscle, you will not be successful without this knowledge and application on a daily basis. This is why I'm so rigorous in my approach to eating personally for myself and my meals throughout the day. You know, regardless of my current prep or my dieting regime, I know how food makes me feel and I know how to fuel my body. 
I know what it's like to eat all kinds of foods and trust me, I love food, but I also love feeling great and having energy too. So the second thing that you can do to look at managing your physical energy is look at your fitness. And ultimately this is about how well you transport oxygen around your body because that's what your body needs in order to be fit and healthy. So the second element of great physical energy is how fit you are. So let's look at that. You know, how much oxygen your bloodstream can transport at any given time will determine how fit you are. And working on your fitness level doesn't just come with great health benefits, it can actually serve you as the most important element to changing your life into one that you really want. Out of all possible habits and routines, I truly believe that the gym habit and getting into the habit of going to the gym and being fit and active is by far the most powerful one. Because going to the gym creates what lots of people call a cornerstone habit, meaning that from this you can build any other habit you want because you've created a real cornerstone of a habit. So when you have a consistent fitness habit, you're ready then to take on and tackle any other challenge that comes your way. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, the gym changed my life, not just my you know, physique and the way I looked, but everything I learned through training and nutrition and my application to that, they've all been skills that I've transferred into other areas of my life. My gym habits have created some of the most amazing habits in my life. However, I know when starting out, there are barriers and things that will be challenging. Of course there will be. Things you will say to yourself that might prevent you from getting more active and focusing on your fitness. For example, I don't have the time. That is by far the number one excuse that I hear. And yet the problem is often the fear of having to start a program. Not about having the time. It's this idea that you have to start with five days a week, a bodybuilding workout. And it doesn't need to be that way. You know, getting fit and active can start as simple with a five minute brisk walk. You know, gradually increasing this each day until you've built a habit for getting in a daily walk and increasing your step count across the day. When entering the gym or starting a workout program, start with a few sessions a week and build up when you have the confidence. If you really want to manage your physical energy, you will make the time for this. But this will require you to schedule it in and to make it part of your daily routine. Another one that I often hear, and I think I can totally relate to this, is my family aren't supportive. I hear this a lot with clients that first start out with me. The struggle isn't their want or desire, but more so they find it difficult when loved ones aren't supportive or appreciate what they are trying to achieve. And my advice is always to try and get them involved. You know, explain really early on that you've decided to make a change and share with them what you've been reading about, who you've been following and what you plan to do moving forward. Let them share in your journey and understand what it is that's important to you. You know, they will be more likely to support you and help you on your journey if they feel like they're involved in some way. Another one that I often hear is, I'm not good at that sort of thing. Newsflash, no one is good at it when they start anything. 
everyone has to learn somewhere and everyone starts somewhere. So you simply get good by doing it. The more you do, the easier it becomes. The more you do, the better at it you get. So start with a plan. Don't go in blind. Give yourself a goal, a target and instruct the program or the coach that will support you in getting you there over time. Build that confidence gradually and be patient with yourself. I've been doing this a long time and I'm still learning and I'm still progressing. This is one of the things that I've actually been working over or should I say working on in the last few weeks. I've been creating training programs for my clients to include progression, video links, tutorials, so that no client of mine goes into the gym feeling lost or out of depth, especially after lockdown. So if you're familiar with what is on your plan and you know what you're going to do when you get in there, you'll be more likely to be successful in completing the exercises and correctly feeling it and feeling better about yourself going into that situation. The third thing with regards to your physical health is sleep. Do you sleep enough to renew your body? We should all know how much sleep we really need in order to renew our body overnight. And one of the key elements is to focus on both the light sleep you have and the deep sleep too. Like, do you know the difference between the two? And are you seeing a pattern with um, how and when you fall asleep um, compared to how and when you wake up? Like whether that be in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning. Light sleep is your non-REM sleep, so rapid eye movement. And deep sleep is your REM. Both are needed and they both play a vital role in your nighttime rest and renewal. And for each person, the average can vary. But the amount of sleep we get can have a huge impact on our physical energy. And the biggest problem with not getting enough sleep is often that we don't actually know we're not getting enough until we address it. And this was my biggest problem over the last two weeks. I wasn't sleeping enough and I wasn't fully resting when I was going to sleep. So my physical body and my mind were just battered, to be honest. And it's funny because this is one of the key indicators and points for check-in with all of my clients. Like sleep is one of the things on the list which I get them to check in with me for and I wasn't checking in with myself we all know what it feels like and how amazing it is when you get a good night's sleep and it wasn't until I literally felt myself dragging my eyes were drooping I was tired when I was driving that I thought no Bex this has got to stop however as I said I'm okay now and I'm over the last few days I have tried to optimize my sleep by readdressing my nighttime routine and if and when I'm working in the evening I'm now wearing my blue light blocker glasses which really help filter out the blue light and the stimulating things that will keep my brain active and not allow for that deep sleep to occur when I do finally go to bed. Um, I've also been more strict with my actual bed time as in the time I go to bed so by 11pm I'm under the covers and I'm closing off for the night sometimes earlier. Last night, I actually went to bed just off 10 p.m., which was epic for me. Um, and this allowed me to get more of a deep sleep, which is so, so important for renewing brain cells, um, your body cells. And right now, my brain, my muscles, they all need renewal and recovery. So as much as possible, please. If you have never tracked your sleep before, I'd highly recommend it. And really look 
at investing some time into addressing your nighttime routine. You know, your actual go to bed time, you know, switching off from technology and all those things that are going to get your brain into a good place to relax and move from that light sleep into that deep sleep. Okay, so that was all about physical energy. Let's move on to mental energy. Our mental energy is linked to how well we can focus on something. So I'm going to ask you, do you ever feel like you are constantly overwhelmed, emotionally and mentally drained? If so, the chances are you might be suffering from what's known as mental fatigue. I've been here myself. And mental fatigue is a condition triggered by prolonged cognitive activity. Basically, your brain is doing too much and it's leaving you feeling exhausted. You know, it hampers your productivity and overall your cognitive function is just not great. Um, The most common symptoms of this include having mental block, you lack motivation, you become irritable, Um, sometimes you stress eat or sometimes you lose your appetite altogether and in lots of cases it can cause things like insomnia now mental exhaustion can affect you for both short term and long term if you don't address it and um, when it's coming you need to address what it feels like where it's coming from and start understanding why it's happening because if it's left unchecked it can lead to all sorts of serious health problems including anxiety and ultimately you could just burn out which is what I was close to doing so not to mention the fact that you know mental exhaustion can have you feeling physically tired too and can impact on your physical endurance so what causes this kind of mental fatigue there's a few things so I'm going to list just a few things that both I've kind of suffered with before and things that I think are very common decision making that's a big one you know constant decision making can actually be really taxing and exhaust you because you're constantly having to think about what to do and when to do it clutter this is a big one for me physical clutter can trigger that production of cortisol or stress so the more cluttered your physical surroundings and your headspace are the more stressed you're going to be. And prolonged stress can manifest into brain fatigue. Overcommitting to things, meaning committing to more tasks than you have time to finish. It's not just mentally draining, but it's actually counterproductive as well. Avoidance and procrastination. Contrary to popular belief, procrastinating is more taxing for the brain than actually working on the task you've put yourself up for because it depletes your mental energy every time you avoid it and procrastinate. Perfectionism. It can easily turn into a self-sabotaging habit because perfectionists are motivated to make the absolute best choice even when doing so isn't strictly necessary. And this can lead to decision paralysis and more worry and anxiety. Lack of sleep. Getting enough sleep is critical for brain rejuvenation, as we've just discussed. So sleep deprivation can make your mind foggy, um, 
weary and affect your mood, your focus, your alertness, and ultimately your productivity. Of course, there are lots of other potential causes that can come from things like, you know, if you're suffering from an illness, maybe you're on medication, um, and not to mention any other kind of like emotionally challenging experiences that we all go through in life and that you might be facing. You know, these can all contribute to mental or brain fatigue. So if you're feeling like you may be suffering from mental fatigue or your mental energy is off and you're not able to focus on things, perhaps try some of these things. Now, there's there's two main things that I do that really help me with regards to my mental energy. The first one is to stay organized and the second one is to be realistic. So I'm going to unpick both of those for you. Stay organized. Both your physical and mental space need tidying up from time to time. So get rid of all the non-essential stuff because that's going to be crucial to helping you stay focused, motivated and productive. The best way to keep things organized without feeling overwhelmed is to assign a proper place to everything and clear up the mess right after you've finished a task. For example, do the dishes as soon as you've had your meal. Organize your desk every day before you head home from work or when you're finished working from home. Make your bed immediately after you wake up. All these things help to declutter your surroundings, which declutter your headspace. I don't know about you guys, but I cannot function optimally and I'm less productive if I know that my workspace isn't tidy, that there are dishes in the sink that need to be washed, or even that I know there's a wash that needs to go on into the washing machine or a wash that needs to be hung out. But I don't know if this is just a girl thing or not because Darren doesn't seem to be bothered by this at all. He's quite happy staying unorganized. The second thing is to be realistic. And I think this is such a big one because I think we're so keen to make lists and we have so many things that we're thinking about and things we want to do but make a list of the important tasks that you need to accomplish for the day for the next day not for the week ahead or the month ahead and keep the to-do list really simple and realistic this will keep you from over committing to things and will ensure that you have enough time to check off all the items on that list and feel really good about it you know, set realistic personal and professional goals too. You know, you guys have heard me speak about my daily and weekly planner that I have on my desk and I swear by it. You know, setting out my tasks for each day allows me to be realistic about what I'm going to achieve and more importantly, I feel successful when I achieve them and tick them off. I'm sat on my desk right now. Let me have a look. I'm going to share with you what today's tasks were so you know. Okay, so I had my dog walk in the morning. Then I had a PT client at 6.30, another one at 7.30. I came home, I did my cardio. Then I had my client check-ins. Then I had a business meeting call at 1pm. Then I had to have my pre-workout meal. And then I had a PT client at 3, a PT client at 4. Then I trained myself. I've come home, I've walked the dog, I've done my cardio. And now the next thing on my list is to record this podcast and upload it. Now, when I tick this one off for today, I'm going to be feeling great because I've ticked everything off for the day and I was realistic about what I could achieve when and in the time frame given. I honestly feel like if you're able to organize your time and space whilst maintaining a realistic approach to what you can get done, 
your mind will not run into overdrive and your mental energy will not diminish. It's what's honestly kept me going all this time, even when I've been physically tired and my energy has been low. Without this strict routine and structure, you know, organizing my thoughts in this way and the systems that I have in place for that, I think my mental energy would be drained too. You know, it's what I honestly believe has made me successful as a businesswoman, as a coach, and has helped me to support my clients, but also to help me support my other business mentoring clients too. You know, one of the first vision calls that I have with them is about them identifying what current systems they have in place for managing their energy levels and organizing their day, their week in a realistic way. You know, we're all guilty of having too much on our minds and lots to do. So let's get compartmentalizing and let's prioritize in a way that makes sense and is achievable. Other than that, I do think that eating healthy, cutting back on caffeine, exercising regularly and getting enough sleep will all massively affect brain fatigue and your mental energy. You know, your brain cannot function without these things as well. So I'm just putting it out there. It's also important to remain calm, to be honest, when you're trying to manage your mental energy so that it doesn't, you know, drain too quickly and that you are able to see things clearly and have some clarity in what you're doing, your purpose, which kind of leads me on to the third and final energy, our spiritual energy. Why we are doing all of this and what our purpose is. It's important for us all to do something that makes us feel positive, that gives us a sense of purpose, a calling in life, if you will. And this feeling and energy, I like to refer to as your spiritual energy. And it's not necessarily for me about being religious, although this may come into it for some, but more so about your own personal well-being and feeling fulfillment in your life. I think that we all strive to do things that we enjoy in life, that give us purpose and uplift us in some way. And these are things that fill up our spiritual energy tank and bring us into the present moment, feeling like that we matter and that we have an impact in this world. However, the difficulty I think a lot of us face is finding a way to do what we love and get paid for it too, if I'm honest. (laughs) It's not always easy turning our passion and our purpose into a business or into a job, as I've discussed in previous episodes. And the trouble is, this is where our spiritual energy can kind of feel a bit off sometimes. You know, I've definitely been here before, a few times actually, and I've found ways in which to turn this feeling around Um, One way is to quickly change what you are doing into something that you want to be doing. You know, there are lots of activities that involve effort, but you never tire from doing them, right? Why is that? Because you love them. Just think about it now. Like when you are really tired, but something really fun comes along, all of a sudden you have like this second wind, right? It's the same for me when it comes to work or training. Yes, I've been physically tired these last few weeks, but I've always found that second wind when it came to client check-ins, my own training, or jumping on a Zoom call with business client. 
These things bring me joy. There is a lot of truth to be said for choosing a job you love because you will never feel like you work a day in your life. Yes, this is 100% true. But the problem is that we can't always choose to do what we love, not immediately. And in our careers or our personal lives, we need to choose how to approach our work so that we can enjoy it more and replenish our spiritual energy as we go. So rather than thinking of work as work, reframe it by thinking of what you do love about it. I know it sounds easier said than done, I'm sure, but this is where practicing gratitude really comes in. You know, I think there are three main things that I've done over the years that have helped me develop my spiritual energy and have, I think, I've personally found really useful in my life in general. The first one is definitely practicing gratitude. You know, research has shown us that feeling grateful helps you to replenish your energy in the face of really fatiguing and taxing tasks. I cannot tell you how practicing gratitude daily in all walks of life has changed my whole world. You know, let's say you don't like your job. Regardless, there are always things that warrant being grateful. You have a job when many many others don't. Maybe you enjoy some of your colleagues that you work with. Maybe there are perks and benefits to your job. Feeling grateful both increases positive emotions and helps you to see the big picture. The second thing is learning how to detach from work. So if you are finding it hard to see the benefits of your work, learn to to detach from it in some way. You know, many people, people take work with them at night or do it during their time off. You know, Consequently, the stress of the day then blends into your evenings, your vacations, and it eats up any recovery time that you might have needed for your spiritual energy. Now, I know coming from an education background that teachers are 100% guilty of this. Not switching off, not taking breaks from work, you know, bringing books home to Mark, you know, and I, I spent a lot of time building this routine for detachment from work long before I left teaching. However, interestingly now, I'm finding that I need to do the same with this line of work too. I'm a massive fan of reading, let's say, and using this as a form of detachment from work. But since I've moved into this new villa, I have not picked up my book once. And I'm shocked at that. I know that I need to build this back in as a routine and make it part of my daily habits again. And I know that it will help develop my overall well-being and fill up my spiritual tank, so to speak. Another way of developing your spiritual energy and something I'm a firm believer of is meditation. You know, this has been a massive turning point in my life when I really learned how to develop this meditation habit. About 18 months ago, I would say, I started to first incorporate meditation in my daily routine. And I've stuck with it ever since. I must say, the best way I found to get started was, weirdly enough, on my morning walks. You know, Walk With Bex is where this podcast originated from. Spending as little as 20 to 30 minutes walking and simply being in the present moment. Listening to the sounds in the morning, feeling the breeze, making my thoughts quiet each day, really set me up for the day ahead and grounded me. There's lots to show that meditation not only improves focus 
and memory, but also changes the way your body responds to stress too. So if meditation doesn't really sound like your cup of tea, don't worry. It's different for everyone. And I'll be honest with you, I rarely meditate in a room on my own with my legs crossed and my eyes closed. In fact, I don't think I've ever done it that way. It's often when I'm doing something really simple and I'm completing a very simple task and I'm able to just focus on just being present. You know, if you've never tried it before, I'd highly recommend it. Um, The ways in which I meditate are things like I'll sit and I will perhaps, like I said, read a book or it may be when I'm washing the dishes. It could be when I'm hanging the washing out because it's one of those tasks that's kind of, it's, it doesn't require any mental energy. So it, it gives me time to kind of switch off and tune in with my spiritual energy. So there you have it, folks. I've talked about physical energy, mental energy and spiritual energy as I see it anyway but I am curious to know which element you're more tuned in with and which one you think you're going to try and work on next as I close off this episode I'm going to let you know that I'm recording this and I'm feeling physically well I had a great night's sleep last night as I said I've completed all the tasks for the day Um, my mental energy is good. The time at which I'm recording this now and finishing up, oh my goodness, it's only just coming up to 9pm. This is great for me compared to the last few weeks where I've been recording it at 10pm. I've had my dog walk, I've done all the things I need to do. I'm now going to have my second to last meal and I'm going to close off for the day and I'm going to get another good night's sleep and I'm going to feel great for the day ahead tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know what you thought and what your takeaways were. I really appreciate you guys reaching out and letting me know that my podcast helps you in some way. So please do keep those messages coming, post it on your story, tag me, send it to a friend, and I will catch you in the next one, guys. Have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week.